Have you ever gotten so mad at your computer that you just wanted to throw it out the window? You know what I'm talking about. It's like so frustrated. Well, apparently you're not the only one because let me tell you what happened this past week in Brooklyn. Right. Uh, it was reported by Twitter's Human Mel. That's his handle. He go, and he posted a picture. It shows one of Apple's larger 27-inch iMacs. And he said he saw an angry spouse just throw it out a window. Okay. Let me tell you, that's no way for you to fix your computer. Just saying that. It's outright dangerous. But on the way down, okay, it's kind of sad. The iMac killed a pigeon. That's right. In the picture that he posted, you see a banged up iMac and a dead pigeon underneath it. So if you're listening to me talk about this and you're the person who threw the iMac out the window, next time, just give us a call on the show. Happy to help. I mean, I'll lend a hand so that this way you don't ruffle any feathers. I just want you to mind your peace and coos. Oh, that was a bad one. I know. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, and joining us once again this week is our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. And Allie, what pearls of wisdom are you going to be sharing with us today? Well, I'm going to tell you about a little privacy problem over at Apple, and I've got a good tip if you have a Google account, and I'm going to show you a website I have never seen before. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Boy, there's a good tease there. And our battery bad boy and trusty news director over at commando.com, Ben Bradley, tell us what you have coming up. Well, Google is making a big change to your account settings, but for once, Ooh. it's actually a good thing. And later, Cord Management Part Ooh, 2, Mobile Edition. Boy, that's going to keep them in. I mean, everybody's going to be riveted yeah. for that, I know. And our magnificent <laughs> millennial, Matthew Heffel, give us a hint about what the internet is buzzing about. I learned something new on TikTok this week that might just blow your minds. <gasps> So, I'm not going to give away too much, but it's exciting. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear about it. And just a quick reminder for you to rate, review, subscribe, and follow our podcast. Say some kind words about us. If you just laugh even once or you learn just one thing, just do it. And just a quick reminder, the Tech Refresh is brought to you by The Current Newsletter. Get tech news and tips you can use right now. No ads. It's absolutely free. You can see a sample and you can sign up right now. Just head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com. We're going to start the podcast with some important tech developments. This way you're in the know. And we're going to talk a little bit about passwords. Are we all just tired of passwords? There are all of us. <laughs> Can we get rid of them already? Yeah. Oh, yes. man, I am so tired of it. Well, the reason why I bring this up is that even though we've been using passwords for over 20 years, it's worse now than it ever has been. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the number of passwords that you have. This report comes from a London tech company, and they analyzed over 100,000 breach passwords from the UK government's National Cybersecurity Center. I mean, sounds legit, right? Well, like 20 years ago, the researchers found that we are still using really bad passwords. Like the most common password is, are you ready? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, oh okay. Or how about... Yeah. Or how about QWERTY? really have to change that. Q-W-E-R-T-Y. That's the first six letters on the left of your keyboard, of course. And then the third most popular password is password. Password? Yes. Uh. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let me just tell you, a hard-to-guess password is really easy. You just take a small fact from your life. Like, for example, 
Grandma made great four-layer chocolate cakes. Or how about this one? I love the podcast Tech Refresh more than my spouse, right? And then you <laughs> add a few uppercase or lowercase symbols and numbers, and guess what? You have as easy to remember but almost impossible to guess passwords. So stop using Ben password and one, two, three. Or what about the ones where people think like they're going to get really clever and they're going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Nobody oh. will ever get that. Impossible. And so, <laughs> I prefer password one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's oh. or four, three, two, yeah. one. But, you know, the length of your password is super important. You want to get it to be at least 12 to 15 characters. All right, Ben, speaking of security, what's this? Google is automatically switching 150 million accounts, including mine, to do what? Oh, yeah. 2FA. You know Google knows what's best for all of us, right? Yes, mm. they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. In this case, I really can't argue because, yeah, it's about 2FA, and we all know how important that is. I'll get on my soapbox about that in a second. But late last year, Google started automatically enrolling users into their version of 2FA, which is called Two-Step Verification. 150 million Google accounts, which includes 2 million YouTube creators. Not a huge number when you consider they're like close to 2 billion Gmail, active Gmail accounts worldwide. But anyway, once Google made the switch, instead of just logging on with a passport or with a password, now you have to also confirm, you know, by tapping on a push notification, responding to a text. Sure. Um, Google says it's been a huge success. Internal findings show that account breaches among these this large batch have dropped by 50%. Ooh, bum, 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 bum. Well, okay. All these, you know, if that's, if that's true, if these numbers are accurate from Google that, you know, breaches dropped by 50% and all these accounts they switched over, it's a pretty big deal. And since it's a seemingly positive impact, Google is planning to auto-enroll a whole bunch of other users into 2FA. But, you know, why wait? You know, you might already be using a wide range of Google products, Gmail, Google Maps, Search, YouTube, Google Docs. I mean, you could go on and on, and it's all linked to one single user account. Nice. Um, you know, I always shudder <laughs> when I hear things like, you're automatically enrolled, or this is now enabled by default, because usually it's Not good. it's something you don't want, and it's bad for us. But this time, you know, I would do it, and do it before Google just turns it on for you, because it's, it's important any account you have, whether it's, your your social media accounts, uh, your router, security cameras, the login to your doctor's office, enable 2FA on anything where you have that as an option. Very, because, very seriously. Important. Yes, you need to have two-factor authentication. Now, you mentioned a lot of the Google products, but you didn't mention Google Translate. You didn't do that, which I really love Google Translate. But you hear it was banned in North Korea. It was. Um, the speech option was free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. You had I'm glad it. I saved that. That was a good one. Okay, Allie, now we're going from Google to Apple. Indeed, this is always a bad look. Apple says that it was collecting Surrey audio recordings from people who had opted out. Oh, <sighs> that's not good. So, yeah, your, your voice interactions with the smart assistant, if you said, no, thanks, don't want to share those, well, too bad. Um, we've all seen those prompts, right? Can we use this data to improve your service? Like when your computer crashes, usually get one. Well, Apple asked the same thing, and there was a bug in iOS 15 that made it so that this just happened by default, even if you said no. Mm. Uh, iOS 15 launched last September, by the way, so this has been going on for quite a while, and they just said something about it. Um, 
They say it was a, I'm doing finger quotes here, a small portion of users. It's always a small portion. There's never any context to what that actually means. Um, Apple says they have deleted all the data. Okay, great. And the iOS 15.2 update did turn the setting off for, again, these quotes, for many users. We don't know what that means or how many. It is worth making sure you're at least updated to 15.2, but the real fix won't come until the 15.4 update, which is in beta right now. So that won't be out till the spring. Make sure you're up to date. And yeah, there's a good chance that you were sharing that stuff, even if you didn't want to. I wonder if they got, I wonder if they got caught though, Al, because they had an eyewitness. Oh, okay. Get it? <laughs> I know. Took me a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Little rat All right. Me. Okay. All right. So as yeah. you were saying, as you were saying. Well, Ellie. I mentioned crashing PCs. So this is, of course, my perfect segue into the latest Windows Patch Tuesday is out. And there's one actually interesting takeaway this, this week. Um, there are no critical flaw fixes. And there's only one zero-day flaw, which is wow. crazy. The total count is under 50 which I can't remember the last time that happened. Are Usually we talking Microsoft? Well over 100. This is Microsoft we're talking about? Windows? It really is. I believe it. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Still, I wouldn't push your luck. Wait, give it a little bit before you update. Um, and, of course, watchcommando.com. If there's anything funky going on, any bugs, we'll be sure to write about it. So we'll let you know when you've got the all clear to update. Well, you know, maybe after, like, I don't know, 35, 40 years, like, Microsoft <laughs> has finally figured things out. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, Matt, SpaceX, tell us what's going on with the storm. Yes. So we have talked, Agnosium, about how Starlink and it's getting internet to people that are in the middle of nowhere. Well, there was something called a geomagnetic storm recently, and this managed to knock 40 out of 49 of the Starlink satellites that were just launched in the previous few months out of orbit. And will now be crashing and burning up back in the atmosphere. So a geomagnetic <laughs> storm is basically where a solar flare from the sun hits the Earth and messes with the magnetic poles of the Earth. And it messed that up. And so it basically threw them out of orbit. So they're all kind of uh, screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm sure those are not cheap either. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. no. Just a big waste Ooh. of space now. <laughs> yeah. God, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, before we move on, I have to tell you about something that I've watched on Netflix. I mean, what was the what was the worst date you've ever been on? I mean, what was what happened like the worst date you've ever been on? Okay, Matt, like tell us like what what's the what I happened? Mean, well, I know what you're going to talk about cuz I watched this as well, so I'll chime in. Um, but I've gone on some pretty bad dates in my early 20s. I mean, I don't want to get into super bad details, but you know, um <laughs> Showing up in, in sweatpants and, uh, you know, like a, a dirty jacket and, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Or or not showing up at all. Those are always fun. <laughs> okay. I remember I had a, I wanted to break up with this guy. And he just was relentless. And, well, I'll tell you what happened. Okay. It's a personal story. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. So I was dating this guy. And then I was started dating Barry. Okay. And so... You know, you get to that point where you're like, okay, well, I need to, like, decide, like, which person I'm going to go out with. And so I went to a restaurant with the guy that I was breaking out with. And and he's like, so why do you want to break him? I said, well, you know, I said, you run. And he did. I said, you run this big insurance company and you're really successful and you've got a lot of money, but you don't have any emotions. And, <laughs> and he said, well, you could teach me to have emotions. I'm like, no. I said, the very thing that makes you successful in business is what really 
That's why you can't really have a personal relationship with anybody. And he said, well, what about we do this? I have this great big house. So I'll live on the west side of the house. And you can live on the east side of the house. And then you can have, like, Barry come every once in a while. And then I looked, I'm like, so this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why you can't have a relationship. So I, so I said, you know what? I have to go to the restroom. And then I just left the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, you know. okay, so that was a bad day. Well, the reason why I bring this up is that some women have had really nightmares of dates. And they're the women of the Tinder swindler. And if you have some time to watch this on Netflix, it's really amazing. Uh, this guy is Shimon Hayet. He's a fraudster from Israel. And basically, he followed this pattern. He would match with a woman on Tinder and then take her on this really impressive first date. I'm talking like, get on my private jet and let's go to Paris for dinner and then we'll fly back. I mean, those type of dates. And then he would, uh, like, just bring them, like, to these great resorts and buy them clothes and cars and all these great things. And then eventually, which I don't want to give it all away, but eventually he would say, you know, oh, my enemies are after me. My credit cards don't work. And uh, here's my bodyguard. And he got messed up. And then he'd say to these women, you know, can you send me some money? And it wasn't just like five dollars or ten dollars it was like a hundred thousand dollars two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and these women would like max out their credit cards take home loans and all this other stuff um all total ten million dollars he got from women so so okay so this whole documentary is just going out and then a couple of days after it came out is he went onto his instagram account and goes well, that's not the truth. I mean, I was five months in prison and then they let me out, but that's not really what happened. And you're going to hear the truth. And then suddenly his Instagram account was like, poof, gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> so if you have some time, uh, you know, over the next couple of days, especially in light of Valentine's Day, I mean, <laughs> uh, you want to make sure that you just on Netflix, just pull up the Tinder Swindler, because I think it is a really shocking documentary. And now these women are also on GoFundMe trying to raise money to say, can you help me pay back? Because I'm losing my house and my credit cards and all this other stuff. So just remember, there are only two kinds of people on Tinder. Those who are right for you and those who are left. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to stay right where you are because coming up, we have some insider secrets and tips that you don't want to miss here on Tech Report. Welcome back to Tech Refresh. You know, it's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, you want to make sure that you rate, you review, you follow, you subscribe, all that great stuff. In addition to that, sign up for The Current. Head over to getthecurrent.com. It's our great newsletter, twice a week, exclusive video links, exclusive links, exclusive news. Notice the one word exclusive, and it can be exclusive for you. Just head over to getthecurrent.com, getthecurrent.com. All right, so I want to start by talking about Apple AirTags, okay? Those are those little tiny gadgets that I have one, talked about on my bike, on my keys, on Abby, our golden retriever. I have them on every single thing that Barry owns, up to and including, we recently (laughs) bought a boat, 
and I put an air tag in the boat just in case <laughs> you were to lose the boat. You never know. I thought you were going to say you put one on Barry. <laughs> <laughs> he already has that. Come on, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of put it into his belt. Um, yeah. Now, if you have an iPhone, here's the deal. You get all these alerts that there's a tracker near you that's not associated with you because so many people are saying, like, you know, I'm getting stalked and what's going on. Now, if you're using an Android device, you have to take these important steps. You want to download uh, from the Google Play Store the Tracker Detect app. Tracker Detect app. Now, it lets you search for nearby Apple AirTags that might be tracking you. But here's the problem, is that you have to actually have to get the app, and then you have to open the app, and then you have to hit scan. (laughs) There are no automatic notifications. So basically, in the words of Matthew that he used already, if you have an Android, you're what, Matthew? You're screwed. Right? Uh, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, that's it. He thought of a different word. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yes, can't say that. Family-friendly podcast. Um, so you're not going to get any automatic alerts. And so people are online talking about these third-party trackers. Like one is like BLE Scanner, works with both iOS and Android. But here's the deal. If you use that, I actually downloaded it. I want to see, oh, I wonder how it works. Okay, it tells you every single thing that's around you that's using Bluetooth. <laughs> so you're like... Oh, my God, I've got like 5,000 things that I'm supposed to look. But if you think about it this way, Apple has to do something, right? I mean, they really, truly have to do something about this. And if they wanted to, they could just push out an iOS update. And then, bam, they could just turn off all the AirTags. Will they do Mm. that? No, because then they're going to lose too much money. So basically, if you're on Android and you're worried about if somebody's stalking you, you need to go buy an iPhone. Okay, so Ben, this is Cord Management 2.0 this week. Oh boy, this is going to keep us riveted. I just feel it. Everybody, brace yourselves. Seriously, it's about to get about to get good. So, yeah, one of my previous tips was all about getting your cords organized at your you know at your desk and for your home theater. Well, one thing I've come to realize recently is that the same advice is important for mobile gadgets. Because, hear me out, for for years, you'd buy that new phone. <laughs> for those of you who are, is, who are, wait, 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 the, for those yeah. of you who are not watching, all of us are looking at him like, going, oh my God, this is like the worst <laughs> thing ever. I mean, Ben, you could have talked about like, like wattage on batteries that would be better than this, but, <laughs> but we are here and we are, we are riveted. We are super excited. Right, Allie? Are you excited? I'm thrilled. Okay. You know, That's he's actually stuff. got some good stuff coming. Okay. And ben, cords. and, and yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt, are you ready for yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. Cords. I'm ready. Excited. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You got us now, Ben. <laughs> All right. Centered. So, you know, you buy phones for years and they come with those cables and the basic charging adapters, probably all like junk drawers overflowing with those. Well, then they started adding, you know, fast charging tech to the phones and leaving out the adapters, which means you had to buy them if you wanted fast charging. They became valuable. So... You know, I go around the house like, whose charger is this? This is, you know, your iPhone charger or mine? This USB-C, is this my iPad's charger? Is it my kid's Samsung Galaxy? Things like that. But so you get the cords mixed up. Now, I also have like, you know, the rechargeable battery packs you take with you on trips. They come with the cords. I have power stations come with cords and, you know, wireless speakers, Bluetooth speakers that have chargers. And, you know, after misplacing the the charging cord for my Sony Bluetooth speaker for like the 10th time, I decided to do a little something about the organization. So 
So I gathered all these cords and cables, like a lot of them that I don't use on a daily basis, and I kind of put together this sort of tackle box, you know, like like almost a fishing tackle box, <laughs> but, you know, with cords organized, okay. and I use some of those, like, handy little colored labels. Oh, I you knew know, it. This I knew one goes to th- I knew labels. I knew <laughs> so it wasn't going to ha- I knew it included a label. I knew it did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not like label maker labels. I actually write down, so, you know, I could get so much more nerdy than I already am, but... Yeah, a little color-coded label. So I always know that's the one that's for my, you know, my Sony Bluetooth, or that's the one I know is the backup for my iPad for when I, you know. So how do you determine which color gets which person? I mean, is it like a personality thing? I mean, or is it per gadget? Uh, Often it's by brand or platform, you know. Wow. I think I need, I I would have to put that all like into a spreadsheet or something. Don't you think? I mean, it'd be like. Yeah, How do you ben, know I don't already have one? Oh, he need a does picture have of this tackle box. He does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, this would be, sure. this actually would be a great tip for the site. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, you ought to write this up. And let's include pictures of the tackle box and some examples of how you could actually do this. Right? Yeah, see, you came into this all skeptical. I was, I was being, I, <laughs> look. I was being, a, you changed just, your life. I was being a little <laughs> negative. I was, you know, but I have had trouble with electrical cords. I mean, like, for example, I found Abby eating an electrical cord the other day. I mean, it was really bad. I mean, so I grounded her until she could <laughs> conduct herself properly. I mean, I said, this, this is just not going to happen. All right, Ben, so you're going to write it all up for the site. Now, Allie, you want to talk about apps, permissions, and our Google account. Yes, we have all done it. We get lazy and we click that button that says sign in to Facebook or sign in with Google, or we allow permissions to some app that needs to know about our Gmail account or whatever it is. Well, I didn't know this, but there is a page in your Google account online where you can go and you can see every third party that has access to any of your Google data. So I had never checked it before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I had never checked this before, and I think it's really worth going in and doing. I'm going to give the URL. You're not going to remember it, you listening, but I'm going to give it anyway. But don't worry, I am going to write this up for commando.com. So you'll be able to go to the website and get the link there. But the the link is myaccount.google.com slash permissions. One more time, myaccount.google.com slash permissions. So you will see things that have full access to your calendar, your contacts, your email address, any public details with associated with your, your Gmail account. Some are expected, right? I saw my cell phone, my laptop. Those things need access, yes. But if there's anything you don't use, anything you don't want to have access anymore, there's a handy little button that just says remove access. So you can click that. It's you know a couple clicks to turn it off. And if there's anything you don't recognize in there, Feels a little scary, but don't panic. I would say your best bet, remove access, and then just to be safe, go in and change your Google password. Um, But in all likelihood, it's probably something that you enabled long ago that you totally forgot about. forgot about it. Just (laughs) didn't remember about that. So I just imagine scrolling through that, and then all of a sudden you just see the name. It just says, like, Craig. And you're like, I don't know what Craig was. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually how I figured out that my Hulu password had been posted on, you know, in some data breach because I logged in and it was the list of devices and there were a bunch of devices that I didn't recognize. So (laughs) it happens. (laughs) That's right. So you want to keep track of that. If you like tips like this, just want to remind you that you can get our daily tech update and our digital life hacks every single day, wherever you get your podcast. 
Just search for Commando with the K, of course. And we have a great new fun game that we've been playing here on Tech Refresh because there's a, a ton of computer and tech trivia questions out there like this one. Okay, you're ready? How heavy was the first one terabyte hard drive? Was it eight pounds, a hundred pounds, 64 pounds, or 180 pounds? How heavy was the very first one terabyte hard drive? Care to guess? The highest one. 188. <laughs> That's it. 188. So you've got 864, 100, or 188. What do you think, Al? 64. And what do you think? That was the one I was going to go for, too. 64. Well, two people are correct, and one is wrong. Uh. So that would be you, Matt. <laughs> okay. It's 60, it was 64 pounds. Okay, I have one more question. One more. Okay. Whitehouse.com once brought visitors to a site that hosted a government page of Pakistan, an escort service in the Washington, D.C. area, a porn site, or a historical hotel in Washington, D.C.? Any guesses? Escorts. Escorts? I, I feel like it's porn Washington, site. so probably. Oh, ooh. I'm going to go with escorts. I feel like and it's Ben, what did you say? The porn site. Ben is right. It was a porn uh, site. Could you imagine? Whitehouse.com. <laughs> wow. A dot gov. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Allie, I'm very tempted to make up fake URLs, but I am not going to. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, so, Allie, it's your turn this week uh, to play uh, Stump Us All with some trivia. So take it away. All right. I saw this headline and I knew, okay, this has to be the basis of my trivia. It's from Gizmodo. They do hilarious headlines. And this one was... Great, DARPA just flew a Black Hawk helicopter with nobody in it. Okay, so we are one step closer to autonomous helicopters. Um, and before I say DARPA 10 times in this, just so we're all on the same page, DARPA is the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Ooh. It's basically like the government's R&D department. Um, they contract, they have a ton of money. They don't have all the usual red tape that most government agencies have, and so they can spend this money to experiment with cool technology. Now, this flight, it was a 30-minute test flight in Kentucky, a Black Hawk helicopter that uses this automated system, so there was no person flying this helicopter. They have done a lot of flight projects. Um, there's robotic landing gear for helicopters. They've done a lot with drones. DARPA's also done things like weather satellites, GPS, uh, the internet, perhaps you've heard of it. So all these things <laughs> DARPA can claim some kind of role in. Now, a lot of these projects are kind of high risk, high reward. So they're kind of out there things. And today you are going to guess which of these is not a DARPA project. So which one is not? All right. Mm. Exactly. Which all right. A, self-repairing homes. B, smart contact lenses. C, Plant-eating robots. And D, cars for the blind. Yep. Which is not. Okay. All right. Ben, you go first. Which one doesn't belong? Man, these are uh, all kind of... Okay, so you had the uh, self-healing home. You mm. had... Um, Smart contact lenses. Yep. Yeah. And, okay. Yep. And what was the third one? Plant-eating robots. That was the one that sounded... Kind of the most just mental image ridiculous. Um, I think <laughs> and, I'm going to go with that one. That okay. was the one that like stuck out to me as like, no. 
plant-eating Which robots. one? Yeah, okay, I'll give robots. you my What do you think, Matt? Here. So, um, I think that the smart home or homes that repair themselves is something that's feasible, especially during wartime. And if they're working for military, they want homes to rebuild themselves. Makes sense. Smart contacts is the one I'm actually going to probably think about choosing because I think that's more like an Apple thing or a Samsung thing or something that, that they would do. Um, I'm fairly certain that the plant-eating robots is real because if there's a weed problem in some kind of country, then they're going to need to build these robots that can eat the plants and take care of it. Um, and what was the fourth one again? Cars for the blind. <laughs> Cars for the blind. I could see it. I'm going to go with the contact lenses. <laughs> You know, I'm going to go with the contact lenses. Okay. I am. So. All right. All right. Final answers, everyone. Yes. We're good. Two of you are correct. Well done. It's the contacts. (laughs) I do want to tell you quickly just about these things because most of them are real. So so the self-repairing homes, this is using building materials that can regenerate themselves. It's like 3D printed. It's kind of using the same thing that 3D printed organ and tissues use but it can repair wood or other home products, which is crazy. The robots would essentially, instead of having to use fuel, they could eat plants, and that's how they would get energy to move around. The contacts actually are real, and it's something that DARPA has looked into, but it's not an official DARPA project. Mm. And then these cars for the blind, this is real. It's using non-visual cues like lasers or gloves that vibrate when you turn so that people who are blind can safely drive. Wow. But we're yeah, exactly. self-driving exactly. cars soon, right? So that kind of seems like maybe we shouldn't put so much money into that project. It's like, you know, we're also like, it's a, just a pet peeve of mine is that we are spending, I don't know, how many billions of dollars to put fiber down and cable down to get uh, internet access to farms when didn't we have like satellites that we can use this for that's going to be a lot cheaper and it's going to be better? Um, just my two cents there. All right, stay right where you are, because coming up, Matthew is going to take over, and he's going to tell us what's trending online, what people are talking about, so that this way, when you're on those Zoom calls or Skype or Meet calls or actually, like, meeting somebody in person, (laughs) I know, it's a novel thought that you can actually have a conversation and say, yeah, I'm totally (laughs) in the know. Welcome back to Tech Refresh, it's weekly fun podcast about everything digital. And so we're talking about now what's happening on the internet. But before we get to that, it's just my duty to make sure that you rate, you review, subscribe, follow. And I know that you're not doing it. How do I know? Because we see the number of listeners and we see the number of kind words and comments and reviews. And let me tell you, five people, that's it. That's all we got. So it's up to you to like... Bring in the other, I don't know, 50,000 people or so. I mean, at least come along. I mean, give us like 10 reviews. I mean, you owe it to us. Okay, You do. Okay. I don't mean to make you feel guilty, but, you know, there are no ads in this podcast. We're not charging you for this podcast. So isn't that this the right thing to do? Didn't your mother like, like treat you well? I mean, didn't she train you better that you need to give back? All right, enough of that. All right, no. Just go wherever you get your podcast. Say a few kind words. And while you're at it. Make sure you head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com. All right. So, Matt, you're not only our magnificent millennial, but you are our dedicated internet scout. And so 
Tell us what the internet is. So, right before the Super Bowl, the internet is all talking about football right now. It seems to be kind of the pervading thing going on, clearly. Um, And one thing that I noticed is that a lot of people on TikTok are posting video tributes of either their grandparents who are already passed or are very elderly. And they're showing videos of them as the Bengals won that big game and they are just breaking down because the Bengals haven't been to a Super Bowl in 50 plus years. So these are fans that have been fans of this team for their entire lives and never seen them in the Super Bowl. So all these and then there's these video tributes to grandparents that were Bengals fans and recently passed and just missed out on seeing their team in the Super Bowl. So that's been going on 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 TikTok for the last few weeks. It's it's touching and sad, but it's also kind of cool. It is all of the above. And now TikTok, all I see is TikTok crazy yes. celebrity. I, I learned something wow. okay. crazy this What's week. That? So I have two quick stories. So in 1970 or 1968, when Apollo 13 was um, going on that trip to the moon, which went in disaster, there was a NASA engineer named Judith Love Cohen. Now, she was a brilliant mathematician and she worked on all the scientific things on the um, rocket that took them to the moon. Now, once everything went wrong, uh, she was called to help try to save their lives and bring them back to Earth. Now, she was actually pregnant at the time and went into labor while she was solving the mathematical Ooh. equations to bring the astronauts back to oh. Earth. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, that I love this That baby that was story. born is yes. Jack Black. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Twist. You know, that, you know, I, you know, I read that online a couple of weeks ago and I actually Googled (laughs) it. I'm like, that can't be true. I mean, this is like, there's just like too many, like connecting the dots. I know, but it's true. I got one more interesting uh, celebrity parent story. So everybody knows the band Toto from the eighties, the the song Africa, take a life to take me away. Okay. We know the song. Um, so they're actually known recently for not wanting to play that song, even with its popularity and it's come back. They don't like playing that song. It's, it's not a song that they enjoy, but, uh, TikTok started hearing them talk about this and then discovered something really interesting. The lead singer of Toto, his name is Joseph Williams. Do you know who his father John Williams? is? John Williams. Okay. Conductor. I just totally guessed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just totally guessed. Cause I was Good thinking guess. like, who else? Who ends, like, who's in the music industry that has Williams? Okay, yeah. whoa, I'm going to go play the lottery today. That was amazing. <laughs> so that, that was insane to me. And I, TikTok thought that was insane as well. So now there's all these people trying to seek out these hidden celebrity parent stories. <laughs> that <don't know> about. <laughs> and now, you know, the Internet's also crazed about the Olympics. I'm sure you've seen the photos of, like, what they're eating. Have you seen that? Yeah. No, no. it looks disgusting. It was like, well, the picture I saw, it was like, like mushy vegetables with like spare ribs. I mean, who eats spare ribs? I mean, <laughs> nobody. Um, especially an athlete. You think they're going to have like Cheetos? No, that doesn't work. Mm. Um, but I'm sure that they're talking about other than just the food online, right, Matt? Not really. That's the whole thing. So there that was a study it? that was done that wow. no one is talking about the Olympics. <laughs> There's this huge thing going on. And if you go on a Twitter, Twitter's trending page, it's like one out of the top 100 things might be about the Olympics. And that's different from the Olympics last year and the Olympics since social media has been around. Usually it's like a big deal and everyone's really paying attention, but there's very little content on TikTok, 
no one's talking about it on Twitter. It's not trending on YouTube. It's it's basically hmm. non-existent right now. Okay. People don't seem okay. to. But Matt, why is that? Why well, do you think? I think it's a couple things. I think number one, um, there's a lot less media there right now because it's China and everything going on with China. Um, and so there's a lot less people that are recording things there and news outlets and all that kind of stuff. And I think another reason um, is that I don't think that millennials and Gen Z, I think more importantly, just don't understand Care. what it is or why it matters. So they're just like, why I'm watching some guy throw a rock on a piece of ice. Why am I, why do I care about that? <laughs> That's <laughs> curling. And that is a fantastic sport curling, right? I, I love mean... curling. Curling is exciting, <laughs> but I don't think that a lot of the younger kids really care. But I, I did hear that the athletes are sweating a lot more at these Olympics than past ones. And you know why? I mean, because there are no fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Okay, Allie, what's trending over at commando.com? Oh, we have a great list. 15 things you didn't know you could get for free, like classes to learn how to code, job certifications, all kinds of good stuff. If you want to save some time next time you're looking for something to watch, we've got a good secret for you that every smart TV user should use. Kim, this was your idea. This is a really good one. Then we've got uh, a classic Facebook scam is back Mm. uh, and we'll warn you about it so you don't fall for it. If you're still using Facebook, some people are, Hey, I get it. (laughs) And one more Facebook. If you are using Facebook messenger, you can now enable end to end encryption. So if you want to make sure those chats are just between you and the person you're talking to, you can do that. And we'll show you all the steps to do it. Which is amazing. And thank you, Allie. All right. So coming up, bad boy, battery, Ben or battery bad boy Ben. Does right? it matter to you, Ben? I mean, really, seriously. I, I mean, kind of like all the variations. You know, keeps it interesting. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he's going to come back and he's going to talk about cord management 3.0. No, I swear. No, no. Uh, he's going to be talking about, week. yes, a new mechanical keyboard for your tablet. So stay right where you are. Welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about everything digital. And so, of course, you're going to rate, review, and follow the podcast. And you're going to get The Current because you're going to go to getthecurrent.com. And you are going to just be sitting at the edge of your seat right now. And if you're running or walking, you can pick up the pace just a little bit because (laughs) this is going to be some thrilling stuff. A mechanical keyboard that works great with an iPad. Take it away, Ben, with your review. Well, here's the thing, because you kind of fall into two camps. Like, you don't care what keyboard you have for your computer, or you're picky about it, right? I am. I'm yeah. very picky. I'm, are you, guys, are you too- Allie, you're picky? Yeah, I am. I am. No. You, Give me a dollar store about? keyboard. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I totally have to have one that has that numeric keypad off to the yes. right. Oh, I love okay. the keypad. I love the keypad. Yes. Okay. All right. But I love I love the mechanical keyboards, like the clicky and you know everything. They made you know all, since all these companies started making gaming keyboards with all the fancy lighting and the programmable buttons. I don't really game, but I love having that for work. So that gave me you know that kind of led to the opportunity to review a smaller version of that. It's the Vissel's V eighty four wireless mechanical keyboard. Kind of looks retro, like on the surface looks like what you'd see on an old typewriter, just the shape of the keys and everything. Uh, mechanical, not too clicky. It's Bluetooth. You can connect it with the cord. Uh, it has backlighting with like all these different variations and you can pair it with up to five devices. So love the feel. It's nice 
for tight spaces, if you've got like a small desk, you don't have a lot of room to work with, uh, you know, it's just over 12 inches wide. Uh, you can, it has little keys you can pop off, like to switch between like Mac and, and PC layout. So like, you know, the command versus alt key and the option versus window key. So uh, good accessories like magnetic risers. Here's what I didn't like about it. It's good for tight spaces, but not for travel because it's a mechanical keyboard. It weighs like two pounds. So it's kind of hard to carry around. A yeah. uh, little expensive at a hundred bucks, but it's actually not that much different when you consider, when you compare it to like the others on Amazon with the same features and all that. But when I first reviewed it a few months ago, I was like, well, you know, it's a great little keyboard, but I didn't have an obvious use for it, you know, my situation at home. But, you know, because I use a full-size gaming keyboard, uh, you know, for work. And when I'm just using my laptop, I'm just using the laptop keyboard. But when I upgraded my iPad and kind of got this whole little docking station for it, this keyboard works wonders on that thing. So I can just move wow. the iPad up to a smaller, you know, table area and use it. And it's just like, wow, whole new you know, reason for using this. And it's, and you get the sound too, right? You have like that that? whole, you have that whole like sound that make, lets you know you're productive. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, even if you're not doing anything, people around you are like, Whoa, leave dad alone. He's like so busy. I mean, (laughs) wow. And so how much is it? It's a hundred, $100. That's it. And then how many Ben heads does it get? Well, because of its uh, renewed usability, it's it's going up to four point five. Oh, we don't see a lot of those around mm-hmm. here. Like high marks, high marks. That's not at all. Whoa! <laughs> and then why why the half off? Why? Well, because it's not going to be like some like you know people like Matt. They don't care about what keyboards they're going to get. So this isn't <laughs> going to be like you know for for that. It's like what is this? It's just another keyboard that makes more noise. So, you know, it's not going to solve everyone's problem. But for me, whereas it, it wasn't just such a, I didn't have a big use for it before. Now it's like, wow, this really serves a purpose now. All right. So we're going to have the whole review for you over at commando.com. And we always like to end tech refresh on a happy note, and a joke that you can share with your family members and friends. So since we were talking about iPads, let's talk about iPhones. So a journalist asked Tim Cook why iPhones are so expensive. Tim Cook said, that's because the iPhone replaces a whole bunch of devices. I mean, think about it. A phone, a camera, a watch, music player, video player, an assistant, your GPS. There's a flashlight. There's a calculator. You can play games on it and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, surely a high price like an iPhone, it's worth paying for it because it just replaces so many other different devices. And the journalist asked Tim Cook, you know, I understand that, but why are Androids so much cheaper? Now, Tim Cook said, well, you know, an Android replaces just one device, the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. So since you laughed, make sure that you give us a nice review, please. I mean, at least somebody, one person, give us a good review. Allie, you say, you beg them for just a little bit for a Seriously, review. Seriously, you get so much out of this podcast. And what do we charge you? Not a thing. Go say okay. something nice. All right, Ben. I'm hilarious. How, about you? how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, Matt's yeah, hilarious, yeah. right? The cool tricks you, you never thought were cool. Yeah, I mean, if Ben here. made you feel cooler because he's such a dork, <laughs> you should leave a review. Okay, there's the review right there. So remember, wherever you get your podcasts, 
you might have to hunt around for the button, but make sure that you give us a good five star and a nice review. Thanks for listening and make sure that you always share us with your family members and friends. And just a quick reminder, this is not the Kim Commando Show podcast. If you want that, you can get that on Apple. Just search for Kim Commando Show or you can get all the archives and you can chat with us in the interactive chat room and see the show and get the podcast commercial free over at getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com.